Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Today's episode is jam-packed with everything that you need to hear. I have heard so much from so many of you about lacking motivation, needing motivation, and really wanting to take your careers, your time, your team to the next level. And this today is jam-packed with everything you need. In fact, my friend Brad Bizjack, who I absolutely love, came back to share five simple tips with us on exactly how to do these things. And I am just so excited that he came back because, oh, if we need this now, I mean, could there be a better time? No. So without further ado, let me cue up the interview for you because, ooh, get out your notepads. It is jam-packed with gems and just so much content. I am so excited today. Back by popular demand, my friend, Brad Bizjack, that is truly his last name. I asked him this when I first (laughs) met him. It is not made up. It is truly his God-given name. And I wanted to bring him back because he has some special things that I wanted you guys to be aware of. And he's got this awesome message. We have been talking about it. And I was like, Brad, you've got to share this with my audience. They will love it. They will relate to it. Um, And so Brad, tell us all the things. Um, I know we were talking earlier about five secrets to faster success. And I was just like, oh my God, this is what everybody needs to know. Everyone needs to know this. Well, yeah. And first of all, thank you for having me back. I am pumped to chat about this. And I, the feedback apparently from the last episode we did was fantastic. So hopefully we can over deliver again on this. But what I see a lot of people struggle with is almost like these limiting beliefs that prevent them from succeeding faster. We talked a lot in the last episode about limiting beliefs, but like what specific limiting beliefs do people struggle with and what do we do about them? And really what I found is there's five kind of key beliefs that people need to shed if they're going to get to the next level of success and make more money than they ever thought possible. I think so many people are in this place where they think that success is so incredibly hard. And it's because they're operating from the lens that got them to where they are today. So before we get into the five, something that I think is important to note is that you cannot solve a challenge from the mindset that created it. You can't solve an income issue. You can't solve a job issue. You can't get into that better career path. You can't increase your income from the mindset that got you and the limiting beliefs that got you and your default setting, your wiring of your mind that got you to where you are right now. And so those kind of take form in, I mean, after this stage, working with over 20,000 people all over the world, I've found there's some patterns 
that really keep people stuck. And there's five of them. And I'm assuming you want me to dive into those five, right? Oh my God. You have to share it because when we were talking about this, I was like, this is exactly what people need to hear right now. It's literally what they need to hear. And it's what I hear on a daily basis as well. And I just think hearing it from somebody like you, who not only knows these, but helps people break through them at such an insane rate. It's just crazy that, I mean, yeah, you've got to share, you've got to tell us what these are. Okay, cool. I guess I can do that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing that I see a lot of people struggle with when they're trying to increase their income, break through to that high performance level, call it the six figure mark, whatever it is, like getting to that next level of success. What I often find is a really, really big limitation people have is they try to be realistic in what they aspire to become. They try to set safe goals. And what they're actually doing is they're setting their goals based on the past. And if you set your goals based on the past, all you create is more of the same. If what I what I believe is that little kids are the greatest examples of success because little kids they will run, they'll yes and what they want to be when they grow up and they say I want to be the president and an astronaut and a firefighter all at the same time and so they run into the living room in their underwear they're super you know they're they're president suit and tie and their astronaut helmet and their spider-man underwear and they say i'm gonna be this this and this and they like give this big speech and there's no shame no fear and what's interesting is they have so much energy so much creativity and what most people say is well yeah yeah they're kids but kids are the greatest example of success you can ever find because they're dreaming big enough to unleash enough energy to generate the creativity to create the results. What we do as adults is we say, well, I failed at that in the past. I should set realistic, safe goals. And so we look at all of our failures of the past. We take a look at all the things that kept us stuck for years. And we say, well, that's all I'm capable of. And we build this paradigm, this mindset, this belief that I'm only worthy of my past. And so when it, and you see this in the job market all the time, people have a job they dislike. And because it's all they know, they try to get another job based on what they've been able to accomplish before. And it just ends up being the same exact thing over and over and over again. If we want to get to the next level of success, we need to set goals that actually excite us. If there has been a goal or an income level or a promotion or something like that, that you have not been able to achieve, it's likely because the goal or promotion that you haven't been able to achieve doesn't even excite you. We need a goal or a dream that actually sets our soul on fire. And so many people are afraid to do that because they're afraid they're going to get hurt again. And so my calling to you, and I'll give you an opportunity at the end of this this episode to break through this, but my calling to you is if you're in that place, stop setting goals based on failures of the past and what didn't work out in the past. Set them based on what you want because your worth is not tied to your results. You're worthy either way. You've always been worthy. You'll always be worthy. So you might as well go after some really cool stuff in the process and show yourself what you're capable of. That is number one. What are your thoughts, my friend? Oh my God. I mean, I think I just went to church. Like that was amazing. Uh, It's so true too, where we limit ourselves. Well, before I failed, and I personally hate the word failed because the second definition in the, the dictionary is to like omit work, like omit action. And so, yes, if you are stopping something, then you are, then you did fail to do the thing. But I love what you're saying um, in terms of it is it's so common for us to look at our past and say, well, that's going to dictate our future. 
and why, you know? Um, so I, I love that. I love that. Now I know the second one you and I talked about a little bit and it's a P word that I personally hate. Um, uh, it stops more action than anything on earth. Tell us a little bit more about this one. Uh, the P word, the <laughs> P word. I also want to just second what you said a minute ago about like the past. One of my favorite quotes is the past only becomes the future if you live there. Yes. Just something to remember. That just that just came to me and I hope that it serves your listeners. But anyways, let's talk about P. So <laughs> so the, the the second biggest mistake or I guess limiting belief that I see people make on their path to high performance to that next level is living in perfection. And I have a belief that perfection is the lowest standard we can ever set for ourselves because it guarantees pain no matter what you accomplish. You can either accomplish nothing or everything and still be in pain if you live in perfection. And it's really pain in three ways. Perfection is the enemy of everything you want because number one, what most people do is they sit around wanting guarantees. If you're living in perfection, you're always wondering, well, how? How do I make it work? Is this gonna be okay? And you're craving certainty. You're not proving or not believing your own ideas. So you're always seeking validation and approval from other people. And you're always craving the house. So you never really dive into taking action. It's like reading a book about swimming instead of getting in the pool. You could study swimming all day long, but until you actually get in the pool, you're not going to know how to swim. And so you're going to feel this dull, achy pain knowing you are meant for so much more, but because you're craving certainty so much because you're living in perfection, you never actually dive in and act. The second way it guarantees pain is that everything you do becomes about avoiding failure. And it, it's almost like you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win. You're not trying to hit the ball out of the park. You're trying not to strike out. It's a completely different energy. And so I like Tom Brady is my favorite quarterback. I think he's awesome. So imagine that you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you have Tom Brady on your offense arguably the best QB in history. I believe so. But you only put your defensive players in. You never put in Tom Brady. You only play the game with your defense. You will not win the Super Bowl. And that's how most people go about life. They're trying to avoid failure. So they tiptoe on the outskirts of a dream, not really going all in because they don't want to lose. And so they never let the world see the real them. They never put themselves out there in the way they want to. They never say, yes, I want that position. I'm going after it. I'm going to find a way or make the way. They just play safe. And so they live with that same achy pain, feeling miserable, knowing they're meant for so much more than what they're getting out of life, but all they feel is stuck. And it's not, and it's not their fault they're living this way. We're groomed this way by society to operate in perfection, but there comes a day when we need to draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, there's more to life than perfection. Because on the other side, that's the third way perfection guarantees pain. Let's say that you're living in perfection and you've broken through the how, you figured that out, you go all in and you actually try creating a dream, but you do it from a place of my worth is based on my income, my worth is based on what I accomplish, I'm attached to success. Then what ends up happening is you'll bounce from goal to goal and peak to peak, to-do list to to-do list, and nothing will ever feel like enough. If you achieve one goal, you don't even celebrate. It's like this little dopamine rush. Cool. Got it. What's next? You never take time to really soak up and appreciate your life. Nothing ever feels like enough. And you end up feeling like you're chasing a ghost. It feels like, when am I, what's going to be enough? And so then it leads to you feeling this constant feeling of shame and guilt. Like you feel like I call it double guilt, guilt when you're with your family 
because you're not as successful as you want to be yet, but then guilty when you're working because you weren't present with your family because you were focused on the career success that you don't have yet. And so perfection just creates this insane amount of pain in our lives, no matter if we accomplish something or not. And it just leaves people stuck at the get-go, even if they accomplish ever, anything. Success without fulfillment is failure. And so perfection is just one of the things that every single person that's on the path to high performance needs to let go of. And that sounds good as a cliche, but we need to find a way to actually break through it forever. Otherwise we are just going to be stuck. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And and what I see on a daily basis is where nothing happens, where somebody's so worried about everything being absolutely perfect that they actually never move into action. And then their confidence takes a nosedive because, oh my gosh, now I'm behind, you know? And by the way, there is no behind, right? Like we're, right. we're where we need to be when we need to be there. But that is the biggest killer of dreams for sure. For sure. For sure. Totally agree. It's, it just keeps people stuck. And if you really think about it, you're meant for so much more than what you're getting out of life. And people think they need to be perfect in order to do that, but it's actually the opposite. It's when we let go of perfection, that's when all the greatness starts to come around. Um, And it brings up a lot of this actually, when I talk to people about perfection, what often comes up is this idea of worth and am I really worth the amount of money I want to make? And it's funny, this is a great segue into the third thing that people struggle with, which is what I call money-ish. Like money blocks, money beliefs that keep them stuck. And it's when we take a look at, if I were to say to you, it's possible to double your pay this year. Most people would look at me like I'm crazy, but that is only because they have existing beliefs about money. They have these limiting beliefs about what they qualify for earning, what they believe they're worthy of. And so a great way to start this process is is to think about it like if I were to say to you, the listener, how would you complete this sentence? Money is. And most people would say money is tight. Money is hard to make. Money is overwhelming. Money is paycheck to paycheck, whatever it is. They say money is X. And you've just identified your relationship with money. You have a relationship with money the same way you have a relationship with people. And this perspective, if people just thought about money from this this lens, it would change everything for them. I want you to imagine that money were a person. If you had a friendship with that person, how would you describe that relationship? Would it be a relationship where you're super, super clingy and you're like, please don't go, please don't go, please don't go, stay with me. If money were a person, would they want to stay with you? Do you have a relationship with money where you talk crap about them behind their back, but every time they come around, you pretend everything's fine or you kick them out the moment they come to your door? Like what's your relationship with money? And if you think about a, a friendship, a genuine friendship, a genuine friendship is not one where you are trying to get people to stay. It's not something where you're talking crap about people behind their back. It's not something about, it's not a relationship where you're forcing them out all the time or you have tension in the relationship. It's built around unconditional love and appreciation. Unconditional love and appreciation is the sandwich of abundance. And so if you have a friendship like that, where you're like, I'm so grateful you came over. Thanks for coming here. Do you want a cocktail? Oh, you have a trip you're going on with your friends? Amazing. Have a blast. 
money, the person's going to be more likely to come back. And so if you take a look at the job you're after or the income you're trying to produce, what you think you are worthy of is directly proportional to the quality of your relationship you have with money. And money, people always say money is a topic you should not talk about. BS. Money is a very important topic in your life that is just as important as love or friendship or health. It's, I, I love the quote from Zig Ziglar, money isn't everything, but it rates right up there with oxygen. It's incredibly important that you break through these beliefs. Otherwise, you're going to notice that scarcity mindsets just take over. And what most people think is that they have to be deserving of their, their sliver of pie. Well, if we go back to the worth conversation from perfection a minute ago, if you feel like you're unworthy, what that means is you're always going to be seeking perfection to prove that you're enough. Enough for what? Enough for a pay raise? Enough for doubling your income? Well, that assumes and presupposes that money is in limited supply. And there's this pie of money that you need to be deserving of. And if you work hard enough, which is our next thing we'll talk about, if you work hard enough, then you can get your little sliver. But if you're worthy and you know you're worthy, then you realize that I don't need to be deserving of money. I already am enough. I'll always be enough. Money is an abundant, ever-flowing resource. And I need to elevate myself to that level of unconditional love and appreciation so that money flows to me. And jobs like the multiple six-figure level career paths that you can create, they become your birthright. And you can have all of them. I have one thing that I have to add to this because there's a word that people use a lot with me and it's greedy. I don't want to be considered greedy. Now, what I always say is in the job market, you are not asking for $90 million in a shoe contract, right? If you're doing that, then yes, maybe there's some greed involved. You are asking for something that is value. And it's actually a value exchange, right? Your time and your talent is valued by the marketplace, but it's only valued as much as you value yourself. And so that money back to that conversation, it shows up when you show up and you say, I am worth this. I am valuable and this is how I know it. So I, I just wanted to use the word greedy because I hear it all the time. Like, oh, well, I don't want to seem greedy. There's a way of negotiating that, that shares a, a leadership quality and confidence that makes people want to work with you even more uh, rather than thinking that you're greedy. So, I just Oh, that. that's so good. Can I add to that? Cause it's, yeah. this is, this is how like, I'm going to get all geeked out right now. 98% <laughs> of the world, 99% of the world will operate from that paradigm. And what you said about a value exchange is so important because people that are successful see like for me, I will not pay for cheap. I will only pay for things that are the best, highest quality. And I know I'm getting what I'm paying for. An employer knows that as well, that if you are putting yourself out there and saying, yeah, my time is worth this. And I know that these are the results I'm going to produce for your organization. An employer will be like, oh, heck yeah, let's go. So I'm going to throw a different paradigm in there about money that will rattle some some cages and ruffle some feathers. And what I'm about to say might make, if you're listening to this, feel uncomfortable but it's actually poor people that are greedy. Rich people mm. are not greedy. And I love that. Here's what I mean by this. In order to become wealthy, you have to give something. You have to provide enough value 
for an energetic exchange, in this case, dollars, to come back to you. But if you are not providing that value, you're always asking. You're always saying, can I please have this? Can I please have more money? Can I please have this bonus? I need more time off. I need more benefits. And it becomes more greedy. It becomes about me instead of how I can serve you, the employer. And so if we have that paradigm, we realize that becoming wealthy is a byproduct of how well I serve an organization. And if I communicate that effectively in the interview process, of course, I'm worth more than $100,000. Of course, I'm worth a quarter million dollars a year. Of course, would, it, would an organization, if you give organiza an organization the results of $50 million, something that you've produced, would that organization pay you a million bucks a year? Of course they would. Of course they would. If you can show them how you can improve their top line and their bottom line, of course they will pay that. So what we need to do is let go of these money stories that somehow more money is greedy. More money just means that you are going to give more to the organization you joined. Oh, I could talk about that all day long, but we only got limited time here. So <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And okay, so we've already talked about how moving moving the ball, serving people and, and serving them in a deep, meaningful way, that's value. And there's an energy exchange there, but there's something that people can fall into and that's working harder. Uh, yeah, if I work harder, then I'm going to make more money, right? If I work harder, then I'm going to get more, be happier. I don't know all the things, right? I hear this all the time. Um, what are your thoughts on working harder? Well, I have many thoughts on this. <laughs> uh, so, well, let's go to the root. The, the stem of this comes back from, like, if you think about how we're conditioned, we are conditioned to be pay for time employees, right? We have to, like, you screw in a bolt on an assembly line, you have to get it perfect, get it right, and you get paid X dollars per hour. You're not actually paid X dollars per hour. You're paid X dollars for the value you bring within an hour. And so most people think that and have the limiting belief that in order to improve my income, I need to sacrifice more of my time. Well, if you value your time more than you value your money, you will have plenty of both. And so we need to take a look at this belief. Working harder is the key to success. Is that really true? Well, no, because if that were true, then anyone that worked hard would have tremendous amounts of success. And don't you know people that don't work 8 million hours and still have a lot of success? Of course you do. So think about this values conflict that will come, let's say, in seeking the next level of your career. If you value success tremendously, but you have a belief that to get that, you will need to sacrifice time with your kids, you're not going to want to succeed and you will subconsciously hold yourself back because you have a belief that more success requires more sacrifice. And that's not the case. It's proportional to the value that you bring in organization. And if you're only operating from the paradigm that my value that I bring is based on the time I put in, then you're going to quickly get exhausted. If you take a look at the highest performers in your industry, they're probably working less than you are and making five, 10, 15 times as much because they know how to leverage their time for a bigger quality output. And this is something that you'll learn over the course of your career, but they know how to leverage their time to produce value for, for an organization. But if we believe that working harder is the key to success, 
then we will eventually start resenting the very vehicle that we thought was going to be our key to freedom. And we'll just feel resentful. We'll become that person in the, in the job that brings a negative energy because it's taking up all their time away from their family. And then you become a lower performer. And then you start to build these limiting beliefs that more success is impossible. And all of a sudden we're back at the beginning where we're setting bigger goals based on mistakes of the past. So working harder is not the key. It's not, it's alignment. It's energetic alignment with a productive output that means something to you and all the people that you serve. Oh, I think that's the hardest one for people to get their, wrap their heads around. Yeah. Cause I think we're told as children, like you don't know how to do something in school, work harder. I just feel like that's overused so much, so much so that people have it like ingrained in their mind that um, sometimes if you're not working hard, that you feel unworthy in that regard. Like, wait, I'm not deserving of all these things. I didn't work my 70 hour work week. Um, and so you're right. Like that's a really hard one. Um, especially as Americans, I feel like in the U S we are like, you work hard here, you know? And, um, I remember going to Brazil and, um, spending time in an office in Brazil and they were laughing and they said, you Americans, you don't even eat lunch. You eat lunch at your desk. Like lunch is to be celebrated and to be with friends and you Americans don't do any of that. And they looked upon us as if something was like horribly wrong with us. And at the time I was like, y'all are lazy. Uh, (laughs) And now looking back, I'm like, no, they are so smart. We only have this one precious life. And working the entire time and missing out on all the other things is, is just, well, it's just not what we should be doing. Um, our time and our value is, is worth more than that. Um, Can I so, add that real quick? yeah, yeah. Think about like the self-care movement. Everyone's always like, well, I need to focus on time for self-care. And why is that so important? I do believe that's, you know, taking care of yourself is important. But think about why that is. If you take time away from your career path, you recharge your battery so you can give more to your career path. But if you are saying, no, 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 I need to work my 70 hours this week, you're not doing that. So you're actually lowering your energy and decreasing your productive output at your job. Versus if you take time for lunch, have time with your friends, go and actually end work at four or five or whatever your time that you normally end work is, whatever your family boundaries are you will succeed more. And then you activate Parkinson's law, which says that the amount of time you give a task will be the amount of time it takes to fill it. And then you're not operating what I call the corporate scaries, which is where you're always worried if your boss is going to see if you're online at 6.03 PM and, and you get away from that. You can get away from that when you finally let this go and realize that, no, 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 no. It's not about you being lazy, it's about you intentionally taking care of yourself and recharging your batteries so that you can actually be the best version of you in every aspect of your life, not just your job. So anyways, just wanted to add that. Well, and I I, I just want to throw in that the average person has three and a half to four heads down quality hours a day in them. That's it. Um, this is for Jeff Bezos. This is for Elon Musk. This is for you and me. We only have three and a half to four hours of hard detail-oriented work within us on a daily basis. And so when we try to do seven, eight hours, that's where mistakes happen. We go down the perfection trap, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's really important. But why do people do this? Because they have been shooting all over themselves, <laughs> thinking that they should be somewhere where they are not. Mm-hmm. 
oh yes, I should have more money. I should have more free time. I should be healthier. I should do this. My boss should treat me a certain way and I'm shooting all over myself is really what that means is we've forgotten the art of appreciating the beauty in our life right now. Where you are in your life right now is likely something that one day in your past you dreamt of being at. And if you take that for granted, which everyone does, myself included from time to time, when you consistently take that for granted, then you are missing your entire life thinking that some sort of new accomplishment is going to make you feel something. But think about the greatest goal you've ever achieved, whether it's a promotion or uh, maybe it's getting you know, your CPA, maybe it's you know, whatever it is, graduating med school, whatever. The greatest goal you've ever achieved. How long did happiness last? Was it three weeks? Was it three days? Was it three minutes? It was a little dopamine rush and eventually it was back to what's the next thing. And the longer we think that we should be somewhere else, we're missing the very lesson that will get us to somewhere else. Because when we say it's not okay to be where we are right now and we don't practice appreciation for our existing circumstances, it makes it very hard to change our life because we're blinded by this idea that life isn't where our life isn't where it should be. And to the extent in which you can accept your current circumstances and not, not make them wrong is the extent in which you can change them. And so you need to take a look at your life and ask, ask yourself, should I, am I saying I should be further along or am I exactly where I need to be to learn the lesson I'm meant to learn so that I can live the life I'm meant to live? And if you don't, life's lessons will get louder and louder and louder until you pay attention. And so you'll notice the same issues keep popping up over and over and over again. And it's simply because you're saying, no, 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 this should be different when in reality, you're exactly where you need to be. And that I love that whole point because it's true. Those lessons will show up over and over again. I see it with people as well who go from a job from, I call it from the frying pan to the fire where, well, that job sucked. So I'm going to go over and get another job as fast as I possibly can without doing the deep work of what's truly fulfilling to me. What do I not want in my life anymore? And getting more value in that and then finding another job. So they've learned all the lessons, but I've seen it too many times where people are like, no, I got to get a job. I got to, you know, that money thing, right? I got to, I got to have money. So I'm going to get this other job. And then they're like a revolving door in their back. Well, this job sucks because Mm -hmm. the guy that I used to work with that horrible attitude, well, these people have the same one because you haven't learned the lesson yet. And yeah. So I love this. So, okay. I am like at the top of the mountain here with you right now. Like I want more. Where do I get more? How do I, how do I do more with you? If you found value in any of this, uh, there's an opportunity to completely shift this wiring. I have a belief that your life is a direct reflection of how the lens in which you look at life through right? It's, it's your default setting. It's your wiring and rewiring your mind is the way to create the six figure success you deserve. But most people are stuck in these beliefs we talked about of, I should be further along, or I have to sacrifice more money is so hard to make, or, you know, I'm a perfectionist or I should be realistic and they limit themselves. And so I put together a challenge to show people how to break through literally every single one of these things. Cause it's great to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I should let go of I should be further along, which is in that process saying, I know I should, you're doing, you're literally doing the thing, right? Right. So it's, it's one thing that logically understand it, but it's a completely different game to actually master 
the process of breaking that limiting belief. And so I put together a five-day challenge coming up on October 10th. And this challenge, it's called the Success Accelerator. It's for any person in any industry. They're gonna, you're gonna discover how high performers achieve their goals so much faster than all their peers without sacrificing any more time away from your family. And we're gonna go through each of these five things and so much more. Each of these five things and actually take you through a process of breaking those beliefs so that you can create that six-figure income that you and your family deserves. And so this challenge, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. It's served over 20,000 people from all over the world. It will change the course of your life in those five days. And so Emily has a link for you to enroll. She's probably going to link it up right below this, and I'm not sure where, where you want to Yes. Turn. If you but. swipe up, it'll be there. Um, and I want everybody to know that I, I'm not just sharing this. I will be in this. Like I will be fully immersed in this five-day process because I love all of this. And Brad is like a shot of caffeine to me. And so to get five <laughs> days of that is just like freaking awesome. So I'm so excited that not only I will be there, but my audience, I all want all you guys there just so you can have this in your life. In a time when, you know, so much could change in the next 90 days in your life. And why not this, why not let this be the catalyst for that? And so it's just such an awesome opportunity. And Brad, thank you for coming on again and sharing these five secrets um, to faster success that we all need to hear. And it's so easy to forget. And I can't wait to go further down the road with you. Um, for these five days, because it's just going to be awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. Can't wait to serve everyone in the Success Accelerator. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it will. If you are ready to rewire your mind and join Brad's five-day free challenge, I would highly recommend it. And like I said, I'm going to be there. So I am super excited to share this with you. And I want you to go to the link in the show notes get yourself signed up. I will see you over there. I would love it if you sent me a note and let me know that you signed up so that we can talk about it because I have this feeling that we're going to have so many ahas in this that we're going to need to talk about it like a really great movie or, you know, an episode of Friends that you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? That is what I'm going to need. And I want you to be a part of that. So send me a note, get yourself signed up. Can't wait to see you there. 